When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baby, now we've got bad blood. If you did something wrong, you should tell me. And it's about to be Tokyo time. Once we open a door, it is very hard to close. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, April 7th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Good news, Clone Club, Orphan Black is back, or at least it will be back on TV screens soon enough. AMC Networks announced Wednesday that a new series titled Orphan Black Echoes has been officially greenlighted and will be coming to AMC Plus and at least one of the company's linear channels, BBC America, AMC, or both in 2023. According to an official description, the series is set in the near future and, quote, takes a deep dive into the exploration of the scientific manipulation of human existence. It follows a group of women as they weave their way into each other's lives and embark on a thrilling journey, unraveling the mystery of their identity and uncovering a wrenching story of love and betrayal. While there is no word whether original Emmy-winning series star Tatiana Maslany will be involved at all with the project, Orphan Black co-creator John Fawcett is indeed returning as a director and executive producer on the new show. AMC Networks also announced that it is developing Straight Man, a midlife crisis tale starring Better Call Saul's Bob Odenkirk. If picked up, this would represent its third series with Odenkirk, as he also joined the cast of Breaking Bad in season two. An adaptation of Richard Russo's comedic novel, Straight Man. The show centers on and is told from the point of view of the anarchist Henry Devereaux Jr., played by Odenkirk, who serves as the chairman of the English department at a poorly funded college in Pennsylvania. The series is targeting a 2023 release. And real-life father and son Rob Lowe and John Owen Lowe will soon play TV father and son on a new Netflix comedy series, Unstable will follow an introverted, socially challenged son, John Owen, who goes to work for his successful and eccentric father at a biotech research company to save him from disaster. According to a press release, the series is inspired by the Lowe's social media relationship in which John Owen constantly trolls his dad. For more on all of those stories, plus other news reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. All right, we are heading for the stars for our number three pick today, the premiere of Return to Space. The Netflix documentary follows the incredible story of Elon Musk's work that has advanced space travel to astronomical feats. Musk's fascination with space and space travel led to the founding of his aerospace company SpaceX in 2002. Ever since, engineers have been working on the moving parts that's led to this mission in 2022, sending NASA astronauts to the International Space Station for the first time in nine years. Here's a preview. Earth is the cradle of humanity, but you cannot stay in the cradle forever. 
Demonstration Mission 2. It's going to be the first time a commercially built spacecraft will launch people to the space station. We'll launch American astronauts from American soil for the first time in nine years. NASA astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley. To think about flying rockets again to the space station, it's unbelievable. Elon and SpaceX changed our industry completely. Everything down to the nuts and bolts was redesigned for the modern era. This is a much greater vision that he has. We're going to have a base on the moon. We're going to send people to Mars. The work requires a lot of dedication, a lot of focus, and always a lot of risk. There's a part of you that can't let go of that hopefully irrational fear that something could go wrong. Launch makes you superstitious. Here's my dragon socks. There's always things you don't know about, so you don't know when those are going to come and get you. It's going to be right on the edge, probably. During your life, there are things that are risky, but if it results in a better world, maybe it's worth that risk. We should think more about what's the future we want. For me, it's making sure we become a space-faring civilization. Just looking out the window, you can literally see out into the galaxy. As you go around the Earth, you don't see the lines and the borders that are drawn on maps. You see the Earth as this one entity, and it's our home. You realize our world is precious, and you start having an appreciation for how little you actually are. To be out there among the stars, yeah. I find that incredibly exciting. That makes me glad to be alive. Such cool stuff. From the Oscar-winning filmmakers Chai Vasarhelyi and Jimmy Chin behind Free Solo, this inside look at the world of SpaceX will give an all-new perspective on Earth and its breathtaking views from space. Catch Return to Space, streaming on Netflix now. Number two. For our number two pick, we are mixing science with a whole lot of scandal. It's the series finale of The Dropout. The harrowing limited series has followed the real-life rise and fall of famed entrepreneur Elizabeth Holmes and her company Theranos. Once valued at billions of dollars, Holmes, played expertly by Amanda Seyfried and her team, fooled investors into thinking she had a revolutionary idea to make a machine that could test people's blood at home using just one drop. In the finale, the Wall Street Journal has published an article exposing all of the faults in the Theranos plan, and tensions are high between Holmes and Chief Operating Officer and her boyfriend, Sonny Balwani, played by Naveen Andrews. Here is a preview. I called a lawyer. I have to protect myself. From what? Do you think that we did something wrong? Or did you do something that I didn't know about? You think that I did things that you didn't do? Did you? I don't know everything that you did. If you did something wrong, you should tell me. What did you do, Sonny? Maybe I can help you. I can set you up with some good lawyers. So, I'm taking the blame?
Showrunner and writer Liz Merriweather tells EW she struggled with writing the finale, but wanted to give the main characters and main couple a fitting ending with a shocking revelation. As a writer coming from comedy, I'm really scared of making anything too dramatic and and too, you know, tipping things over into melodrama. But I also knew that we needed, like, a big operatic fight between them. (laughs) It felt like something had to kind of break. You know, I was struggled until the last minute with, like, writing that big fight breakup scene. Because it was also just, like, what, you know, they've been together for 12 years. Like, what is it that they still need to say to each other what is it that they don't know to each other about each other yet or you know I mean it was I just had so many questions and kind of trying to figure out like you know where they both were emotionally and I landed on you know him kind of getting to some realization that that she had never really loved him and I don't know if that's like at all what she actually felt but it felt right for Sonny to kind of get to that place. Well, with hundreds of millions of dollars and criminal prosecution on the line, Elizabeth and Sonny must deal with the scrutiny their secretive behavior has caused. Plus, previous intern-turned-employee Tyler Schultz, played by Dylan Minnette, becomes a whistleblower, revealing all the wrongdoings he's witnessed at Theranos. Catch all this and more on the series finale of The Dropout, streaming now on Hulu. It's trivia time. The end of the dropout won't be the end of Elizabeth Holmes on screen. What actress is set to play Holmes in an upcoming film adaptation of the book Bad Blood? Margot Robbie, Jennifer Lawrence, or Emma Roberts? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Tonight at 9, TBS is serving up a new episode of Rat in the Kitchen, a new cooking competition that sees chefs face off in a series of culinary challenges while trying to find and expose the rat, an undercover mole who attempts to sabotage the dishes and undermine their chances at victory. If you didn't catch the premiere, I highly suggest you check it out. The show is a lot of fun. Host Natasha Legero and Chef Ludo Lefebvre took a break from judging and roasting dishes to answer a question from us. What you watching? My favorite show right now probably is The Gilded Age. Carrie Coon is amazing. And also not just because I had a show about The Gilded Age first called Another Period on Comedy Central. Ours was a comedy, but I'm obsessed with this era. And the show is so well done, although it's not funny, like our show Another Period on Comedy Central about the Gilded Age. But um, did you get it? I had a show on Comedy Central about the Gilded Age. Um, What I really love about it is all of these adult women, they don't give a 
about the youth. All they care about is impressing a 65-year-old woman who is like the head of the Newport 400. So I'm really loving this show. It's so well done. It's almost as if Julian Fellows really knows what he's doing. So first of all, I don't watch that much TV because I'm working a lot and I don't really have time. But when I have time really to watch a show, most of the time is something with my kids and my wife. We watch uh, movies or series, you know, something good for the kids. The last movies I saw with my family was Encanto, Encanto, and... Uh, I watched the whole series with my family during COVID. We finished it, the series, the ninth season, I think, of The Little House of the Prairie. It was an amazing show to watch with my family. I love it. And when I was a kid, I grew up also with The Little House of the Prairie in France. So it was a lot of good memory for me to watch again The Little House of the Prairie. And I watched a lot of Marvel movies with my son, Luca. And uh, I just watched also The Red... Uh, the Red, not Panda, but something on the Walt Disney. Voilà, that's my life about uh, movies and TV show. That movie he's talking about is Turning Red, which you can find on Disney Plus along with Encanto. You can also stream The Gilded Age on HBO Max and Little House on the Prairie on Peacock and IMDb TV. And you can see Legero and Lefebvre on Rat in the Kitchen tonight at 9 on TBS. And now it is time to head to Japan for today's number one pick, Tokyo Vice. Based on American journalist Jake Adelstein's memoir about his time on the Tokyo police beat, the HBO Max series follows Adelstein, played by Ansel Elgert, as he delves into the corrupt underworld of Tokyo in the late 90s, from the police force to the Japanese mob known as the Yakuza to the Kabukicho Red Light District. Guided by Hiroto Katagiri, a veteran police detective played by Ken Watanabe, Adelstein soon learns that nothing and no one is as they seem in this part of Tokyo. Here is a preview. With information, everything you do has consequences. There is always a cost. Jake, this is Sato. He's not as brooding as he seems. What's it like to be a Yakuza? I could write about that. Yes, but then I'd have to kill you. Well, this show has been in the works for a while. Legendary filmmaker Michael Mann came aboard to direct the pilot in late 2019. And you can guess what happened soon after that. But the pandemic ended up actually providing a few unexpected benefits for the show. EW's Christian Holub recently spoke to executive producers Alan Poole and JT Rogers about this. You know, there were a couple of things that happened along the way that, that kind of helped the show itself to shapeshift. Um, chief among them was the pandemic, which mm. meant two things. It meant that uh, we were shut down for over seven months um, in 2020. In 2020. And we had shot six days of the pilot with mm. Michael Mann came home, sat on our thumbs for seven months, and then went back and picked it up. But Ansel never stopped studying Japanese during mm, that time. Okay. So if we had been stayed on the schedule, like at the very beginning in the pilot, he was learning the lines phonetically. He was studying mm -hmm. Japanese at the same time, but certainly not at the level to 
really create sentences mm-hmm. of of the kinds that Jake would have made being fluent. Um, but Ansel is a great musician, so he he perfected the the intonation and the sound of Japanese very early on. Mm-hmm. But after, coming back after the pandemic, he had made a quantum leap in his actual comprehension of Japanese, and so it became that much more fluid in terms of uh, you know not just I've memorized this and I can't change a syllable. There was a, there was a much yeah. more fluidity about how he was able to use his Japanese, which had a big impact on the show. It's a bit churlish to say, oh, the, the pandemic was helpful. That sounds terrible. And, you know, of course, it was, was brutal for us as, and for the world. But it, it, it just selfishly for the show, it unexpectedly was incredibly helpful. Additionally, in that, all of the scripts could be rewritten and rewritten and focused by me as I got deeper into the characters and deeper into the actual world, could write for locations that we had, um, special talents of actors we had. And it allowed, I mean, it's hard to convey how complex the machinery was for the show. Every line has to be going through multiple people for you know for translation purposes because it's not right. just that we're having lines that are written in English and then in Japanese, but what is vernacular there's a very you know, there's a, a vernacular patois that Japanese cops speak the way that American cops speak, right. newspaper reporters speak, and hostess culture speak. And so you've got all of these new and you know we'd have people on set and we'd be doing there's an interesting moment, you know, it's a small scene, but later in the season a um, it's a press conference and the cop is sort of running through what happened to a person who's died and name, address, date of birth. There's a reporter on who was a reporter at the time in the late nineties. And I said, you know, is that the correct order? We he said, well, actually the name would go, I can't remember which, which way it was, but basically, so we had the name out of order from the date. Mm. So we said, all right, well, let's do another take because the point of this was not just to do a show that would, to be frank, not have the Japanese audience cringe. Mm-hmm. That was sort of, you know, that was not even our, but the baseline was it's got to be authentic. It's got to be to the point where journalists and cops and reporters and people from the Miso Shobai could see it and say, oh my gosh, that's, that's what it was like. You know what? You take silver linings where you can get them. You can check out the first three episodes of Tokyo Vice on HBO Max right now. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. What actress is set to play Elizabeth Holmes in an upcoming film adaptation of the book Bad Blood? Margot Robbie, Jennifer Lawrence, or Emma Roberts? Don't look up the answer. It's Jennifer Lawrence. The Oscar winner will reunite with Don't Look Up director Adam McKay for the movie, which will be released by Apple at a to-be-determined future date. Bad blood? More like good casting, am I right? Okay, I'm done. Well, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.